Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan T. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and we're going to be jumping into chapter six of my book, Becoming the King of Crowdfunding. This chapter is going to be on how I built my brand as a crowdfunding expert. And back then, when I was doing this in 2015, I didn't go set out to build a brand. I was really just doing things that would get me more exposure and get more opportunity and become the top in my industry as a crowdfunding expert. I didn't know it was called brand building. But I was going on TV across the country. I had started this podcast show interviewing other experts in the space. I had interviewed people in crowdfunding. I had started the Keys of the Crowd podcast, which you can still listen to today. And I was getting publicity. I was doing all the things that established me as the expert and even wrote a book on crowdfunding called Keys of the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. So this book or this chapter that is goes over all of that. And think about how for yourself, how you could utilize these same techniques to build your own brand and whatever it is you're doing. And it's uh, this. This is a good chapter. It, it really, when I listen to it again, it makes me think about all the different things I had to do to build my brand and where it's led me today. You know, the things you do today in building a brand for whatever's you're doing. In the future, you may have to make a pivot, which I have done, and now I'm not promoting as a crowdfunding expert. I'm promoting as a TV producer and host and, and speaker, so we're changing as we develop our career, but we have to start somewhere, and the things that I did five years ago, four or five years ago, are the things that built the foundation for my brand today. So if you are liking these chapters, a lot of you are reaching out and sharing your feedback. I love your feedback, by the way. Please send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com. Let me know your thoughts on the book, or if you want to get access to the full book right away, I can get that to you. And also, if you're not following me on social media, please do, Brandon T. Adams on all platforms. I'm most active on Instagram. You can follow my stories. Every day, I'm dropping value bombs. I'm putting out video content. I'm sharing things of value that are free that can help you in your business. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me and message me. The handle is at Brandon T. Adams. So let's jump right into it so you can learn how to build your brand. Let's get started. Chapter 6, Becoming the King of Crowdfunding, How I Built My Brand and Became the Top Crowdfunding Expert. Chapter 6, Becoming the King of Crowdfunding. When I had got on my last leg of funding for Arctic Stick, uh, I needed $25,000 to to pay for the tooling to mass produce my product. This time, this was actually June of 2014, um, and I just got done uh, in the basically the time when I had decided that I was not gonna move forward with Adams Product Innovation, and I was uh, in, uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, just moved there, and I had to make a pivot. So I made the pivot to, decided to do a crowdfunding campaign to finish what I started with Arctic Stick, and and raise the rest of the money I needed to launch Arctic Stick on the market. And at that time, I didn't know anything about crowdfunding. And I had studied a couple campaigns. I had seen um, the Pebble Watch uh, that raised a bunch of money. 
and I had seen other campaigns out there that had become successful. And I I thought that I could just put up a campaign and have success and uh, raise a bunch of money. People just become flocking. Little did I know that was far from the truth that there was going to be a lot of work involved. And at this time, uh, I had Andrew Zelaski, who's my business partner now in my crowdfunding company. And then I had Samantha, my girlfriend, help me with this project uh, for launching a Kickstarter campaign for Arctic Stick. So we launched our Kickstarter campaign in, it was a, like the f- July 1st or 2nd, um, we had launched, maybe it's June 30th, the day. We set it for a 33-day campaign. Uh, we had a video put together. Once it wasn't the greatest, um, kind of infomercially, um, but it was it was a video, and we had the copy uh, put together on the page, and we were starting to prepare for the market. And little did I know. I mean, I didn't know anything really about crowdfunding at that time, about how much money you should have gotten day one allocated, the marketing you need to do, and everything. So we literally just did it old school. <clears throat> we launched campaign. When we launched, it was like the first day, like for me, like, oh my God, like I get to sell my product um, on the market. It was before anybody could actually have it. It was pre-order. That's how crowdfunding works. You use the crowd's money. They basically get first dibs of your product. You use their money to create the product in return, give them the best deal ever and set it out to them. So for me, I launched a Kickstarter campaign on Arctic 33-day campaign. In those 33 days, we worked our ass off to raise the money we needed. We did everything. And it was a great learning experience for us. Um, we had, right away, we we uh, promoted on social media. We did Facebook shares. Every day, uh, we did the 30 days and 30 ways to use Arctic Stick. Every day, we had a different way. We promoted on how to use Arctic Stick. Um, and by the way, like I spam Facebook. I literally promote this every single day. And I lost Facebook friends. I had people that were mad at me. and uh, But people believed in me and they supported me. And with a crowdfunding campaign, you find out who your real friends are, people that are willing to support you and be there for you. Uh, so we did the campaign. We went to different events. We held events like, hey, come join us. We talk about Arctic Stick. We have computers you can pledge. Um, we, I even had a radio ad going. I spent money on Facebook ads. I think I spent $750 to $1,000 during this campaign uh, for promoting. Shark Tank Casting Call was during this time. And I went on Shark Tank Casting Call, and that's when I pitched in front of the line. And I got the exposure. I was on the front of USA Today where it led to some more sales to our Arctic Stick campaign. And then we went on RAGBRAI and followed that for like five days. And every stop, we promoted Arctic Stick, our Kickstarter campaign. I handed out koozies, my girlfriend and I. We had stands up just trying to get people directing them to Arctic Stick. And we had flyers to hand out. We did everything. Um, one of the cities I stopped in, actually, um, there's a band playing, and I went up and I grabbed the mic and I talked about Arctic Stick and I promoted it there. I mean, I was promoting everywhere with Arctic Stick. And, you know, for actually about a year um, during the process towards the end of Arctic Stick, like, I had Arctic Stick in my pocket everywhere I went. And it was a weird ritual for me. Like, I wanted to make sure I always had it in my hand in case I had to pitch to somebody. And I was always pitching it. Um, for people, like, a great opportunity for me to maybe raise money or to a different business deal. But, like, I had Arctic Stick. Every single day, I had Arctic Stick on me, uh, a prototype. And looking back, it seemed kind of weird. People thought I was crazy. But, like, it was me, like, just making sure uh, it would become a reality. And that was my weird little thing I did. 
but I was always pitching Arctic Stick during the crowdfunding campaign. We even had the last night a big party we threw, had people come, and their donation basically went to Arctic Stick, and we ended up raising the money. Uh, we raised $26,421 in 31, 33 days, and I found out how hard crowdfunding was. It was hard. It wasn't as easy as you think, and like you look at the coolest cooler, and that campaign actually went on during Arctic Stick in 2014, and I actually reached out to try to, since they had a cooler and mine was a product of cool drinks, like we could supplement each other, um, but they didn't go for it. Ryan Grepper at the time, I reached out and they said, no, we're focusing on our campaign, which I don't blame them, but that was Ryan Grepper's first time around, or second time around for the campaign. The first time around, he launched in December of 2013, and his campaign failed. He raised 104000 of our $125,000 goal reason being is because he launched in the time in winter like he thought he was going to capture the holiday sales the thing is nobody in the winter is actually or December is thinking about something cool or going to the beach in the summer everybody's thinking about it so he changed made some tweaks and launched and at that time he raised 13.2 million dollars which was at the 10 largest crowdfunding campaign in history but after my campaign was done I saw like how hard it was, but I saw there's a need in the market to help other people. I saw that 30 or 60 to 70 percent of the crowdfunding campaigns out there were failing. People had no idea. Like you would see all the successful ones, you'd see the potato salad that actually happened right before mine. The guy raised like fifty some thousand dollars for um, making potato salad, which people didn't realize that guy had an audience. Um, and he, he made it go viral. It was funny, and there was components in that that made it successful. But like everybody would see them campaigns, uh, but nobody really saw the failures, the, the campaigns that didn't make it. And for every successful campaign, there's probably a dozen of them out there that failed. And so I was driven to solve that problem, but I saw nobody in the industry was really self-proclaiming themselves as the expert, the celebrity expert in the field. I saw opportunity for me to stand out in the crowd and and go forward with that. So it was December 31st of 2014, uh, which is my birthday, uh, purchase of New Year's Eve. I set the New Year's resolution. I want to become the best in the crowdfunding industry top crowdfunding expert out there and that's exactly what I set out to do so in 2015, remember February 9th of 2015, I launched my first podcast show. Um, the first episode is How to Turn Your Idea into Reality. I talked about product development, and I started a podcast show. And I was traveling the country and interviewing different entrepreneurs across the country. I remember going all the way to Columbus, Ohio, interviewing Chris Hawker of Try to Design, who had a successful crowdfunding company and product development company. I interviewed him, uh, who was a friend of Lewis Howes, actually a mentor of Lewis Howes at one time. And then I went down to Atlanta, Georgia, or Lawrenceville, Georgia, interviewed uh, Noah McNeely, who was my business partner for Arctic Stick, and also who had been on the pilot run of the TV show America's Got Money. Interviewed him. I I went uh, to California, interviewed people. I I went all over the country, interviewed people for my podcast show, and what I did different is I went to their office, I drove to them, and I remember I was sleeping in my truck all over the country. I was sleeping in my truck. I've been 2000, between 2014 and 2015, I slept in my truck like 90 days to save money in hotels and just to, to bootstrap it. Um, but within eight weeks, I made top 50 most influential new business podcasts on iTunes, University of Entrepreneurs did. So like I saw a success. Like I was building an audience and I was uh, I was learning more about crowdfunding and I still still in different industries as we, as we did this and then I'm like okay to be an expert in the industry 
you need to write a book. I, for me, my background in college, I got like a D in college for for grammar or comp class English, and uh, like how could I write a book? But I knew I had to write a book. So within three days, I set a coffee shop and I wrote the book Keys to the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding, and put that on Amazon, and I had more credibility. And then I knew I had to to get more exposure, more credibility. And I just went through Clint Arthur's, um, her, his course is basically his seminar, a celebrity launchpad on how to get on TV. And I learned about how to get on TV and I structured my pitch and my fund formula, the acronym fund, um, F for thought, U utilize market plan and narrative and D deliver value, which are all components I use on my, when I went on TV, but also, which I use for my book and other things, which we'll go into later, which basically I talk about all the strategies and all the tips on how to have success with crowdfunding. Um, but I went on that and then what I did is I used that knowledge to go on TV across the country. So... I traveled the country and went on TV in in uh, Reno, I was in Las Vegas, I was in San Diego, Indianapolis, Iowa, Jacksonville, Florida, um, all over. Like I went on TV all over the place and talked about how to have success in crowdfunding and then I would promote local crowdfunding campaigns in each city. Um, I'd promote campaigns in every city and that was like a local hook. So I gave some advice on crowdfunding, which is a tip, and then I promoted a local campaign in each city, which the producers loved that. The local hook and uh, for me it helped me build up my celebrity status and helped me be seen as an expert and get more knowledge and experience so I did that and then uh, I realized obviously I had to like um, find a way to do more campaigns and like make money doing it so what I did is uh Anders Lasky and I kind of came together with the idea of creating a crowdfunding service company. And we, we kind of started the concept of this back in July of 2015. And we kind of put the, everything together and put up the website. And first, we didn't even know what it was going to turn into. But it formed as it went. But it was a day that I had on my show, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. And he came on a podcast show. And I interviewed him. And... Uh, in every show, what I look to do is find a way to help people, help my guests, find a way to like I ask the questions I want to know about them, but also I want to find a way where I can help them, add value to them, and maybe do a business deal together. And for him, he told me, I said I was a crowdfunding expert, and this is the point, like always tell people what you do for a living and how you can help them. Like at the time, I say, hey, I'm a crowdfunding expert, I help people raise money. And right time at that time, he's like, well, I might have to call in your services. I actually looking to do a crowdfunding campaign for a uh, book. Um, I'm like, hey, I can help you out. Two weeks later, we uh, got on the phone again, and uh, what happened is like, we decided, hey, let's let's do a Kickstarter campaign for his book, The Freedom Journal. And I acted on that, and we started developing that project and moving forward with it. And, and during this time, while working on that project, and had the notoriety from working with the influencer, John Lee Dumas, who has a podcast audience of over a million listeners. Um, that's why you should always work with influencers. It helps build up your credibility, and it also it gets you associated with them, opens many doors. So I was working with them on that project, and then during this time, I actually, what I did is I had the idea for creating an awesome event, creating an event seen all across the country, an um, event that I called Young Entrepreneur Convention, 
which we built up a team to create this, and we wanted to launch our first crowdfunding campaign to raise the money for it um, for the initial sales and sponsorship. So we did a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo, Young Entrepreneur Convention, uh, joined the movement is what it was, and we raised like $16,000, but it allowed us to, to get the initial ticket sales exposure, and that campaign allowed us to raise more money, more sponsorship money, allowed us to attract big names to speak. Um, we got Kevin Harrington, Brazil Shark and Shark Tank, we got Jeff Hoffman from Priceline, Ken Shamrock, uh, Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, Des Woodruff, um, John Lee Dumas came, and all these people for the event. But that crowdfunding campaign we did for Young Oxford Convention jump-started the business, and really one of the first companies, uh, one of the companies I, I owned, got investment in, we crowdfunded it. So I saw that success from that. But then on January 4th of 2015, almost a year after, my New Year's resolution. Uh, we launched the Freedom Journal on Kickstarter. Woke up early in the morning. It was like Pacific time. It was like uh, 5 a.m. or 4.30. I didn't even know what it was. And launched a campaign. And uh, within 33 hours, we raised $100,000. And by the end of the 33 days, um, we raised $453,000. Made it the sixth largest uh book launch in history for a crowdfunding campaign and a huge success and when that all happened like the day that I launched press launch we did and the campaign went live like I saw all the work I did to get up that point the so-called overnight success that point like everybody is calling me wanting to do a crowdfunding campaign and that really jump-started our business keys of the crowd and we learned a lot in the beginning stages. We didn't know quite how much to charge our fees, and we learned that we weren't charging enough. Then we started doing a couple of campaigns. Um, we did for a nonprofit, we did a campaign, Yoga for Homeless, we did a campaign for the convertible HCL, we did a campaign, uh, did a couple of campaigns, successful, not successful, learning a lot, and then uh, we ended up doing the Young Entrepreneur Convention having the event, huge success. Before this event had happened, I had got into communication with Kevin Harrington, wrote the Shark and Shark Tank, and went to an event with him, and uh, ended up getting him to do a crowdfunding campaign. We ended up doing a crowdfunding campaign for a book that we're in together called Put a Shark in Your Tank, and we crowdfunded that. And for the campaign itself, we raised about 40 grand. It wasn't a huge amount, but what we did is it led to doing many things. We put on a mastermind for Kevin Harrington, and the book, uh, I mean, successful book launch, and with that, it allowed us to raise money, to crowdsource the book, but also, it led to different business deals from that crowdfunding campaign. There's a lot of benefits of crowdfunding people don't even see. So we did the Put a Shark in Your Tank campaign. Still, we kept going with crowdfunding, learning, and and then we had, I had an opportunity when I was at Young Entrepreneur Convention, and that day we had Greg Roulette from Ambitious.com come and he sponsored our event and spoke at our event. Afterwards, I talked to Greg and he said, uh, hey man, like why don't you come down to Orlando, Florida and come on my show and do a masterclass for Ambitious.com on crowdfunding. So I always took up opportunities, which everybody should when you get an opportunity like that. I flew down two weeks later and it was uh, a little longer, it was May 11th. We did a five-hour live masterclass crowdfunding. Um, it was a success. Uh, one of the people viewing actually said, I learned more about marketing in this five hours of uh, this masterclass than I learned in my four years of college. I was like, wow. I <laughs> feel glad. I'm glad that uh, I brought that kind of value. But uh, after we did the masterclass, 
Greg's like, hey man, like I got this idea to do this reality TV show uh, for entrepreneurs called Young Entrepreneur or called uh, Ambitious Adventures. What I do is travel around the country and interview young entrepreneurs, highlight what they've done, and put it on TV and film it. He's thinking about crowdfunding, he said. And instantly, I'm like, well, that's what I do already. I mean, I travel the country, interview people for my podcast show. Um, I have a company called Keys to Crowd that helps people raise money. Let's, uh, let's do it, man. Uh, we made the deal. 60 days later, we launched a campaign on July 11th, 2015, and we launched it, and that deal allowed us to raise a little over 50 grand in, in four weeks to do the crowdfunding campaign, or to, I mean, create the, the, to pay for the filming for everything, and we filmed the first season all through crowdfunding, and that crowdfunding campaign got us exposure, raised money, but then given us a deal with YouTube America to be into 100 million homes across the country to see our TV show, then also on Amazon, Apple, and Roku TV um, through crowdfunding. And during this whole process, I also had the opportunity, we're doing other campaigns, but I had the opportunity to uh, be acquainted with the people that are part of a, a film called Think the Legacy of Think and Grow Rich, which, by the way, going back to Think and Grow Rich, the book that inspired my life, I always said I'd be in the back of that book one day. Well, I got contacted to be in the film, featured in the film for Think the Legacy of Think and Grow Rich. Um, which was a huge honor. And so I was in the film, had the opportunity, uh, which this film is going to be, is, is gonna be huge. It'll be, it'll be out um, by the time this book comes out. They were doing a crowdfunding campaign. They wanted to do a crowdfunding campaign to, to raise money to help fund the film um, beyond the investment they were getting. And when I came in, they had another person that was working with them, but we came in and we helped do different strategies. We changed things around. And we, uh, we launched a campaign, had a $100,000 funding goal. We, we launched and then we did one extension during the Indiegogo campaign. By the end of the campaign, we raised $338,000, which made it the largest crowdfund in history for a docudrama. So huge, huge accomplishment. And through that process, they also named me, um, they made me the financial advisor for the team Think, which I'm a part of that team now. All these things happen had that success and I became that the king of crowdfunding and where that came about king of crowdfunding is I went on TV once and they, they called me the king of crowdfunding and it stuck ever since actually bought the king of crowdfunding.com and that's why I called on my name is the king I'm the king of crowdfunding but I got that I became the king of crowdfunding the expert in the industry the top crowdfunding company in the world from just seeing opportunity in the business, in the field, to become the best at something, working my ass off, um, learning, making mistakes, doing things right, and uh, investing my time and money into this, and uh, creating a company where now we've raised in the past 11 months over a million dollars of crowdfunding, and going into the next year, millions um, will raise through crowdfunding, which allowed us to start two companies that, uh, through crowdfunding, Lots get exposure and uh, get a lot of media and a lot of big opportunities. And that all happened because I had an idea. I had my own problem that I, I noticed in the crowdfunding industry. I saw how hard it was with my own invention. I saw how many people are failing. I didn't want to see people fail anymore. So I wanted to solve that problem. And what I did is did whatever it took to be seen as the best. And then I, I took up some campaigns and we learned and we kept going. And we didn't give up when we had a couple failures. 
you got to keep going. If you get through them, you're going to see them successes, and then all of a sudden you may hit your top crowdfunding campaign, your overnight success. And it took some time, but now our company keys the crowd. We decide who we work with. We're very limited on who we work with. We have a legit formula for crowdfunding in our company for success in crowdfunding. Anybody can do that. Anybody can become the king of their own field. They can become the top influencer. You just got to be different than the rest, and you need to do whatever it takes to become the best. For me, at the beginning, I did a podcast show. I wrote a book. I went on TV across the country. Nobody else in the world was doing that. And then I took up campaigns, and I made sure to work with influencers because when you work with influencers, you can get to the top much faster because when an influencer does a campaign with you and you make them happy, then they'll introduce you to other people that would do a campaign. And when you have influencers like, hey, you should work with this person for crowdfunding, then you're getting high-profile clients. That is what jump-started Keys to the Crowd and got us to where we are today. It's been a journey. It's It's been great to get to this point. And uh, anybody can do it. You just got to focus on a niche, stand out in the crowd, become the best at it, and knock it out of the park. And that's what we've done with crowdfunding at Keys to the Crowd. I tried a lot of different things building my brand. You know, I was doing all the things to build my brand even before I was really a crowdfunding expert. I mean, I knew stuff about crowdfunding, but I still had a lot to learn. I had went on TV. I had wrote the book. I had um, went across the country. I interviewed people. I, I targeted influencers. One of the biggest things I did was I added value to an influential person. And before I even, again, was this big crowdfunding expert, I was telling the world I was crowdfunding expert. And I believe one of the key things that John Lee Dumas saw that helped him make a decision of having me work with him was the fact that I had a book on crowdfunding. A book can be very powerful, and it, it really makes you stand out in the crowd for what you're doing. And so building the brand, I did all these different things. And if you notice, I look back on everything I was saying in the audios I did two and a half years ago. I definitely am very confident. And and some of the things I say, I, I'm, I said in, the, in that audio that I'm the top crowdfunding expert in the world. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was a top crowdfunding expert in the world. There's actually a lot of other people out there that were a lot better than me. And, and still, they are, and they've done a lot more campaigns. But I've always trained my mind to say that I'm the best, and I did that because that was my way to believe that I'm the best. And when I would say these things and and say this to to really tap into my subconscious and really believe all of it myself, I was able to attract other people. And yes, I, I am known in helping a lot of influential people in crowdfunding, and I I just want to state the fact that the communication, how two and a half years ago, there's sometimes I listen to these audios and I'm like, man, Brandon, you're fucking cocky, man. And sometimes it's like, wow, you said that. But it, it was just my way to really believe in what I was doing and share with the world how good I was at something. I would much rather be seen as the really or maybe overconfident, cocky person versus being seen as a person that doesn't believe in their self and they don't have a strong mindset. These are the things I did early on to really have this positive mindset that I could achieve anything. And when I did that, sometimes people straight away because they're like, oh, this guy's a showboaty and he's trying to show off how successful he is. No, I'm just trying to attract other people to be a part of what I'm doing. 
Another thing stayed in there. I, I talked about the deal with U2 America for Ambitious Ventures. Well, fast forward, it was like a month or so. It wasn't that much after I recorded that, that we found out that we no longer had a deal with U2 America. That was a big obstacle. We, uh, Greg told me after I moved there, he said, I got some bad news for you, buddy. Um, the company that we had the distribution deal with uh, to uh, U2 America, they actually went out of business. So we no longer had opportunity to have a distribution channel with U2 America. We were going to be in 40 million homes. So that was a downfall. Most people would have thrown in the towel there. No, we just kept going. I believe everything happens for a reason. That led to us getting a deal with Entrepreneur Network, which was an amazing deal. They were pushing it out, promoting it. We got on Facebook Watch, and we got the show on uh, Amazon Prime. You know, everything happens for a reason, and I believe all that crowdfunding experience, all those things I did were were needed for me to be able to build my brand and build up my opportunity to be a TV host because I use my specialized knowledge, crowdfunding, as a way to get the things I want in life. I've used crowdfunding for crowdfunding TV shows, and, and now with the TV show that my wife and I are doing, when I did these recordings... I had no idea. There was no concept in my mind for the show Success in Your City. It wasn't even thought of. And it's crazy because after doing the last of these recordings, literally three or four months later, everything I was talking about, everything changed because we went all in on this concept for Success in Your City. Now, 22 months later, um, Hack sold a couple businesses, sold a house. (laughs) Sam and I got married. We won a multiple Emmy Awards for a show, and we're about to release here this fall. Things change on your journey. I look back on the journey of entrepreneurship. You're making pivots. You're making changes. But as long as you really follow the steps of adding value, becoming the best at what you do, helping people, and really just staying true to yourself and your heart and what you believe in, good things will happen. It it won't go always exactly how you intend it for it to go. Um, But if you are working hard and applying the right principles, you're going to see success. And that's why I thought it was amazing for me to be able to share this audio in terms of showing the perspective two and a half years ago, these recordings, to sharing now what's happening, how I look at things differently. So I will stay in this recording and some of the recordings I have. I look back and I think, wow, Brandon, some of the things you said, it's like, man, using the word influencer too many times and, 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 and name dropping and saying all the things I've done. And yes, it is a show like the expertise and, and background of the, what I've been able to do. Um, but I think I said it a little too much. So I'll admit that's I, I'm being uh, authentic and real here to admit some of the things I did I don't always agree with. But I always just pushed hard and did whatever I could to become the best at what I was doing. It's quite a journey. Entrepreneurship is quite the the journey it is. And, you know, I, I just want you to take away for whatever you're working on right now, work your ass off and, and just keep pushing forward. Because maybe two and a half years from now, you won't be doing the same thing you're doing now. But Whatever you're doing now will help get you to a goal down the, the line, somewhere in the future that will help you get somewhere that you never imagined. Never in a million years would I imagine that I would be creating TV shows. I, I ne- that was never a thought in my mind, never. But it happened because I tried different things. So try different things and, and build your brand because when you build your brand – 
you're able, I built the brand, the king of crowdfunding. I built my crowdfunding brand and was seen as one of the top experts. I was just working with a bunch of celebrities in the crowdfunding industry. And because I did that, people knew me. And that unique opportunity as the crowdfunding expert was my ability to get on podcast shows, to get on TV, to, to do all the different things that made me stand out. And all of a sudden, people are knowing me for other reasons, not the crowdfunding background. So learn to uh, build your brand. Once you build your brand, you can literally you can do anything. Uh, your brand is powerful. So uh, what I want you to take away on this, this part of the book is build a brand, stick with something, go all in on it, and it will lead some amazing opportunities for you and your business.